Moral Revolution community, welcome back to our podcast. I'm so glad you joined us today. We're gonna dive into all things God's design for healthy sexuality. Let's talk about it. Hello, Moral Rev podcast listeners. Let's talk about it. We're excited for this month's episode because we have a very special guest talking about a topic that we are extremely passionate about. Kristen Jensen, who's the author of the best-selling series, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, both the original version and updated and the junior version. So Kristen, thank you so much for being with us here today. It's great to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. We, like as parents of four, like Bible and your books <laughs> right now in our life. I mean, the stuff that you're creating um, you know, we're going to talk about the brain defense program that you've created. We're going to talk about that too, but all of those things, like we're like begging our school to get brain defense in the school and just really, 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 really grateful for what you do. <laughs> so that's why we're here. That's, and, why, that's why you're here because we <laughs> personally love you. And we just met you, but we love you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been huge advocates for her book series, for her online program already now for years. But Kristen, you've been in this work for now about a decade, right? Can you tell us a little bit about why did you write a book about pornography for young kids? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was not one of my uh, you know, goals in life to write a book about porn for children. But... <laughs> um, one evening, about 10 years ago, I moved into this new town with my husband and I met a mother of a large family. Um, at the time, she had nine children and she was homeschooling them. She wanted to be very protective of them um, and teach her, teach them, you know, and, and really protect them from the evils, you know, uh, on the Internet. And so what happened is she called me up one evening and she told me about how her 17 year old son had been, um, they found that he had been sexually molesting his younger brothers and sisters. So all wow. the way from the 14 year old down to the four year old. And um, the, the devastation that that yeah. wreaks on a family um, and found out that pornography was involved in all of this. And we know that children are imitative. We know that they imitate what they see adults do. That's kind of how their brain is wired. So that when, when that happened, I stayed up to like one thirty in the morning talking to her and I woke up the next morning and I just had this thought that kept coming into my mind about, you know, how do you warn young children yeah. about pornography. And I thought, well, there's probably a dozen books already out there. I never thought to look for one. So went on Amazon, went on everywhere I could find and um, couldn't find a thing. You know, there's books about good touch and bad touch and body safety and there's books, but nobody mentioned pornography. Hmm. And I could see that kids were getting into pornography and it was affecting them. It was causing them to do things that normally they would never think to do. So I thought, well, how hard could this be? I started doing some research on oh, how hard could this be? I'll do, I'll take a couple of weeks this summer, get my friend who, who loves to paint and, 
Throw together um, a children's book. Yeah, no big deal. Just throw together a children's book, you know, and it took three years because we wanted to make sure that it, that it had the right information and that it flowed well. And also that it could be read to a child even before you begin the sex talks. So um, mm. kind of a tall order. But um, after three years, it uh, was published, and um, it's been kind of a wild ride. Uh, a few years later, you know, I had parents asking me to write one for younger kids. And I thought seven was pretty young, but when you think about it, every three-year-old's on an iPad. So anyway, that's true. kind of the story behind how I got it how I got started writing good pictures, bad pictures, and good pictures, bad pictures, junior. Wow. It's amazing. Well, we're going to talk about the products. We'll let everybody know. We'll, they'll be in the show notes. Um, we're going to kind of unpack the opportunity for you to go to her website. We're going to make sure you can get all of her resources because we want all of you to get all of her resources. Uh, but we want to take this time and just start to ask her a hundred questions <laughs> that all of you need to know that we need to know. Yeah. We're asking these as mom and dad. Um, so on behalf of all the parents out there, I, this is going to be a very, very significant and powerful podcast um, just to give you a ton of resourcing. So let's just jump into the questions because we have a lot we want to ask you. We do. We do. And also, I just wanted to encourage parents before we jumped in, listen to this for yourselves, but share it with other parents. Like when I'm around other parents that my kids go to school with or play baseball with, I'm uh -huh. telling them. I've literally pulled the books out when the baseball team was at my house. And I'm like, moms, look at these books. Because I'm like, these are the sons. My sons are around. This is whose house they're going to. These are the like I'm like, we have to get this into all the parents' hands. Well, so and they're so great regardless of faith. Yeah. Whether Christian or not, these books are so good for, for everybody. Preparing children. So, Kristen, expert here, what do you believe is the best age to begin talking to a child about pornography? Well, the best age is as soon as they have any access to the internet. Hmm. It's just that simple because it's not really about when you think they're interested in the birds and the bees and how babies get or sex or anything. It's when they first have any access to the internet, just like when you're, you know, you have children at some age, as they start to walk and run, uh, they can get away from you pretty quickly. You have to teach yes, them they can. stop at the curb. Do not run into the street. A car could come along and hurt you, you know? So, that's it's just really important to begin early safer i'm sorry sooner we'll do the hashtag sooner <laughs> is safer right yeah. sooner That's good. Is safer because then they have a plan then they yeah. know it's okay to talk to you about it yeah and young children especially they'll do what you ask them to do if you explain it mm -hmm. and so um, true so that's yeah that's now, it just as soon as they have any access to the internet how does that conversation shift as they get older? You know, with that conversation, you know, so let's say a child has access at six. I imagine that conversation is different if your child's 10. What are some of the things that parents could, should be con considering at the different age points as they're navigating these conversations? Yeah, I actually have, I kind of pulled together a chart um, when I do a presentation. And uh, basically, you want to uh, start with just simple things. So in June, in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, we 
talk about picture poison. We talk about how, you know, there's some things that we shouldn't be eating or drinking, right? They're poison for our bodies. And the same thing, you know, with um, the, the, you know, the pictures that we bring into our, our minds. Mm -hmm. And so starting uh, young and then as they get older. So in the next book, we talk about addiction and explain the brain science behind addiction, the thinking brain and the feeling brain and how, and you know, the plan that we present in that book, the can do plan is really based on neuroscience. What actually works uh, to help children, curious children to uh, be able to turn away from these videos and these pictures even though they're very, very, they may be drawn to them. So then I would, as they get, you know, 10, 11, 12, I would begin talking to them and we do mention it in the book, but, you know, really stressing about how pornography is dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. It, it makes us, you know, objectify people and, and give examples, you know, an object like a ball you can kick and who cares, right? Ball isn't hurt doesn't have feelings. And, uh, but when, you know, pornography objectifies the human body and it's all about parts and it's, it's not really about the whole person. And so it's very important to start those kinds of conversations. The difference between healthy sex and uh, unhealthy sex that is portrayed in pornography and how they are opposite. Yeah. So, that's important. And also how it's linked to sex trafficking. And there are many links, you know, pornography feeds yeah. uh, the whole desire for, for sex trafficking, for prostitution, and children get pulled into it because as you get addicted to something, you want more and more extreme pornography to get the same level of arousal. And that is why there's so much, you know, very young teen, you know, porn out there. And uh, so I, you know, step by step as they mature, we need to give them more and better arguments against pornography. Yeah. yeah. And we try to provide those that protect young minds. And I'm, in fact, I'm starting to write another book for another book, a third book for tweens to present some more of these arguments in a stronger manner so that kids can really see and, and make a choice because if they don't have the information, how are they going to make a good choice? Yeah, they can't. Well, and so, I mean, it even sounds to me where you're not saying, Hey, sit down and have this one moment, this, Hey, nice mug, by the way. (laughs) Cheers. where you're not having necessarily this one moment that's the talk, because that's kind of the language yeah. that, that people have used for a long time. I mean, what you're describing to me is an ongoing, consistent dialogue that's kind of woven throughout mm-hmm. their childhood as opposed to a one moment. Yeah, I mean, am I, that's, am I hearing that right? Absolutely. Because porn isn't going to just come at them one time. Yeah. yeah. And then they say, oh, no, I won't. I won't do it. Okay. I'm not going to look. Okay. No, it's, it's as much as, you know, parents, 
you may be online, you may be on social media, you may not see this stuff because social media is not going to dish up to you the same things it's dishing up to your children. Hmm. And your children may have friends that are trying to get them to look at pornography or introducing them to pornography and teaching your children to, to be strong and to, that it's okay to go against the crowd sometimes. Yeah. I think is a vital lesson. So that is, it's a, it's an ongoing conversation because pornography is an, and you know, sextortion and predators online, all of these conversations, those things are constantly, you know, uh, hitting our kids, even if we don't know that. And many parents don't realize that there's something we call a naivete gap between, and it's, there's study after study that shows that parents um, don't realize the negative influences, the negative things that are happening with their kids online. Uh, a recent study was by in the UK where they uh, talked to parents, questioned them, and 25% of the parents said, yeah, I think my kid has seen porn, when really it was 53%, so more than oh double. Goodness. And when it came to girls, right, their daughters, and these were their own kids that they surveyed, 17% thought their daughters had seen porn, But guess what? 58% had seen porn in reality. 58%. So a little bit less than boys, but not, not much. And the thing is this, we have, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but we have this myth in our society and maybe around the world, but that girls are not as sexual. The girls are not as curious about sex. Uh, as boys. And I believe that's a myth. Yeah. I mean, when I was a girl, I was curious Yeah, and I don't think I'm that different than anyone else. Girls may go to porn for different reasons in the beginning, but they can become just as addicted Mm -hmm. as, as young men to pornography. So I love it. One of the biggest arguments or worries or fears that I tend to hear from parents that causes them to not want to talk to their kids about it, where they're like, I don't think they know about it yet. I don't think they've had friends. Well, clearly that statistic proves them wrong. But. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's but I think it's the one that even parents still listen to be like, well, my kid's too young or my yeah. kid's the exception or there's no way is because they have this fear or worry that, oh, if I tell them, they're just going to get more curious and, and go search be- it out. What would you say to that? I would say that <clears throat> we can't predict the future. We can just do the best we can to prepare our children. So if, if you think preparing your children to face pornography is just to keep quiet about it, well, guess what? That's what's been happening for decades. And guess what? It's not working. Mm-hmm. So you really have two plans. One is the going to cross my fingers and hope <laughs> that my kid does not get into porn until the day after I start talking about it or the week after. Right. And it's, it's like trying to time the market. <laughs> it doesn't. <matter. laughs> so you might as well start playing the lottery and the stock market. If that's your approach, you're saying. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's, I'm, I hate to tell you, but we just, so many parents are caught off guard. They didn't think that their child would be interested in this because 
you know, they think I've raised my child right. I, you know, Mm -hmm. taught them good principles and we've talked about this, but, um, or we've, you know, we've, I just can't believe that my kid, my good kid would ever, well, kids are curious. They're biologically Mm -hmm. wired to be interested in these things. It's just that in the past, they haven't been so available with the, with the smartphones, you know, everybody has a portal to porn in, in their pocket. Yeah. So again, uh, so important. The other plan is the proactive protect young minds plan, which is to begin these conversations early. When you begin early, your kids just accept them. It's yeah. not yeah. like and they think it's the normal it's, conversation. It's of, They're comfortable in it. Yeah. It's the same thing as you talk about the drugs and alcohol or whatever. You know, you have conversations about stranger danger or actually it's the stranger danger is a little bit of a myth, too. But, you know, you you have these serious talks with your kids and this is just one more talk. And um, and it works. I have so many stories. Maybe my favorite one, uh, one of my favorites is a nine year old boy that was his mother read him good pictures, bad pictures, taught him the candy plan three days later. He went to school and, uh, you know, one of his friends pulled out a cell phone, Mm -hmm. smartphone and showed him pornography. Look at this. And he knew what to do. He went home and he told his mom, I was scared, but I knew what to do. I mean, can you just feel the burden coming off that little boy's shoulders? Mm -hmm. I was scared, but I knew what to do. So in good pictures, bad pictures, we basically accomplish three things. And the first one is we give kids a definition of what pornography or bad pictures are. We, we, a simple age appropriate definition. So they'll recognize it Two, We give them a reason to reject it by warning them about how harmful it can be to their developing minds. And then three, we give them a plan. So whenever they're, if they're caught off guard, they won't be caught off guard, basically. Um, they'll know what to do. And I don't know about you, but when I'm caught <coughs> off guard, I don't do very well. Yeah. Bless yeah. You. I don't do very well when I'm caught off guard yeah. and our kids won't do very well either. And so those are the things every child needs because no child deserves to face the porn industry alone. You're right. And unprepared. When and would you say that that's they don't what, do so well. Yeah. Would you say that's what that does, you know, for those parents that Kate's talking about that are concerned that they're going to put the idea in their head to search? Um, you know, I imagine that that doesn't do that. My imagine, like, you know, I'd love for you to speak to this, you know, maybe just a concluding thought on that. Like, Essentially, that kid is now he's not that he or she isn't caught off guard is essentially what you're saying is the reason you get proactive and you talk about it earlier than you think you should is so that when they're in that dark cave, so to speak, moment, they actually know how to respond. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I hear Absolutely. you saying. And there's so much power in that. And there's choice. Mm-hmm. I don't believe a child has a true choice if they haven't been educated wow, that's about so what you expect them to do. Yep. If you don't, and then they choose it, you can't get mad at them. 
You really can't. And you can't say, I'm so disappointed in you. You really need to, you know, educate them. And even if they do, even after you've educated them and they get caught, you just need to keep lovingly, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to them about it and helping them see that. So, um, first of all, okay. Like this, this whole thing about, I might make them more curious. That's a deception. Hmm. That is a deception. And, and I, I think that that is a worry that is going to do much more harm than good. Yes, they're curious, but guess what? You cannot make them more curious than the world is already making them. Than all the cues from media and, you know, from their peers, Mm -hmm. Uh, you're not going to make them more curious than they're already, you know, they're already getting that. Whether you perceive it or not, they are getting sexual cues, hitting them, bombarding them all the time. So the only sane response is to prepare your child to reject pornography and keep those conversations going and and make sure you do it with love and compassion and yeah. an understanding. Well, and you're you're establishing that you are a source by doing that. So when they're curious, yeah, with like I know with our kids, we've seen it. We started our conversations really early, you know, earlier than most would. I would say maybe you wouldn't say early, <laughs> but for us, you know, they were I think that eight and six or seven and nine, seven and eight. Well, we've read I've read <clears throat> good pictures, bad pictures, juniors to our with five Kate, and six yeah. year old. But what we've personally found, I attest to everything you're saying, like we started the conversations before they had ever heard, they they didn't even know what sex was at all, didn't know what it was, started these conversations. And we've seen exactly what you're saying. What's happened is when they are curious, they do come and ask us now as opposed to going and seeking it out. Um, Another offshoot question off of what you had said. How often do you find that that scenario you describe is common where it's another friend trying to to introduce? Like Mm -hmm. how frequent would you say that happens? I think that's very frequent. I don't have a, there was someone that did, um, she was a student at a college that did some, you know, an unpublished, you know, kind of resource research on this, a study. And um, it was amazing how many kids were, you know, I would say, I'm not remembering the exact statistic, but it was over half of children that were exposed to pornography were exposed by other children. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you, when I was maybe eight years old, um, I didn't live with my dad, but we spent the summers with him. And I don't know, kids do this. They wander in the parents' bedroom. They look around, you know, they, they, and I did that. And guess what I found in my dad's bedside table? Copy of Playboy. And, um, you know, I, I, of course, started to look at it. And who did I go tell? My younger sister. Mm-hmm. So my younger sister was probably six and a half at the time, seven. <laughs> so I was corrupting her basically. Um, and But kids are just, you know, curious. Another parent talked to me about how she pulled up to pick up her two girls that were uh, playing with a friend at a friend's house. And she saw the friend showing them something on their, on the phone, her phone. 
And uh, when they got in the car, she goes, what was she showing you on her phone? And she said, at that point, I wasn't worried. They looked at each other and they said, oh, it was a My Little Pony video. They lied because they just didn't even have the vocabulary to explain yeah. what yeah. they had seen and they knew what they, it felt shameful to them. Mm -hmm. So I say pornography is shameful, but it's not shameful to talk about it and to warn mm -hmm. our kids about it. So anyway, several months later, she read good pictures, bad pictures to the girls. And they said, mom, it wasn't a My Little Pony video. Remember that time? It, it was pornography. Wow. They, she showed me pornography. And so then they had the vocabulary and they had permission to open up because children by so and large good. will not tell anybody. And this study showed it too. Um, again, it's, it's not published. So yeah, it's, but it does confirm what I've heard from a lot of other experts and psychologists, therapists that say that children don't tend to, and this is another myth. Oh, well, if my, ch my child saw something like that, they would come right to me and tell me. <laughs> and they don't, they keep it to themselves and then mm -hmm. it just festers and it's a burden. We need to give them permission and the vocabulary yeah. to know that they can talk about these things. So us. good. I love Permission it. and the vocabulary yep. to know they can talk about it. That is so powerful. Yeah. And I know something else you say really often is just to be safe in the digital age, kids need to develop their own protective internal filter. And that's what these books are doing is it's teaching them how to have their own filter so that when we're not there, we just had a major win the other night where I walked into, um, we're staying in an Airbnb actually currently. And so there's a cool movie theater in there and the kids were watching Incredibles too but it was on Dish TV, which we're not used to having commercials because we always we don't have that at our home. So I had walked up and kind of snuck behind the kids like to see what, what, what they were doing. And one of the commercials came on and it was terrible, super inappropriate, men dressed as women, zooming in on women's butts, like just really inappropriate TV With the commercial. Incredibles movie. Yeah, for, like, a, are you for the Incredibles movie. It is, it's outrageous. It was for Facebook groups. And you know, I'm, like just so mad as soon as I see it come on. But my six-year-old says, don't look, don't look, cover your eyes. And he puts the blanket over his head and like tells his little five-year-old sister, don't look, don't look, protect your eyes. And so it was so amazing to watch because this is what we've talked about because it's not even always just pornography. It's the images that are bombarding them, like you said, day in and day out, whether it's a TV commercial, a billboard, you take your kids to eat at the mall and there's a Victoria's Secret you know, 10 foot woman with her legs spread. So I'm like, it's teaching them to have their own filter for when we're there, when we're not to say that is not good. That's inappropriate for my eyes to see. Those are bad pictures. So I think also parents just knowing it's not even just pornography. It's teaching them how to have their own filter. Hey, you guys, we wanted to tell you about one more resource from Protect Young Minds. It is amazing. It's called Brain Defense. It's all about digital safety teach kids refusal skills for digital dangers. It offers your students for ages eight to 12 an engaging video-based curriculum to keep them safe from cyberbullying, pornography, and internet addiction, which we all need our kids to learn. Brain Defense arms kids with safe technology habits to protect their growing minds. And it is led by the Brain Gang, a group of young teenagers, which science-based 
40 years of evidence-based research has shown that that's what kids are going to learn from. There's so much that your students are going to love. You can get it in your school, you can do it in your home. So check out braindefense.org. Because you can't always be with them. Yeah. And you can't, can't, you know, you really can't protect their eyes in a sense. You have yeah. to protect their minds. Yep. Mm, that's good. So that that's good. why we're, we're called protect young minds because Really, you cannot control what they see, but they have to learn how to protect themselves yeah. and how to turn away when they see something that's inappropriate, when they see, um, and, you know, I've heard some fathers saying, you know, they see a picture of a scantily clad woman on a magazine cover, you know, at the grocery store and, um, you know, it's too bad that she's, you know, dressed like that. Um, we're going to turn away and give her her privacy. Mm. And I love that. That's, yeah. uh, but this internal filter, again, it, it needs to be the child is persuaded that, you know, because you can't just make rules and say, and you're going to get in trouble. I mean, yes, you can, you need to have guidelines and you need to have yeah. rules, but um, it's more about parenting with, with compassion, with understanding and not just parenting with policies, right? It's, yeah. it's loving your children enough to get uncomfortable and talk about these things, um, and continue that conversation it's great. so that it. they are prepared with an internal filter and that can they can do it themselves. Yeah. Cause it looks like you want to ask a question, but I want yeah. to ask a question. Okay. <laughs> so where do you. What's your recommendation on then filters, you know, at the home? Because I, like, I go back and forth on that at times because I think I, I, everything you're saying is right. Like, I want yeah. my children to do what Kay did with Chloe, right? Like, I want them to have a strong internal filter. Um, not that I want to expose them to things to see how they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that, but no. <laughs> obviously. But, you know, what's the partnership with, like, a, you know, filters on phones and filters on, on computers, Obviously, there's value to that. Does that provide a false sense of safety? Do, are those actually safe? What has your experience been to those types of things? Well, I say you should definitely use filters. So there's several different kinds of filters. There's the Wi-Fi filter with your router. And you can filter that. There's several different products out there. Some of them, um, and we have some articles about about these kinds of filters as well on protecting minds. Um, there are filters or protections on that are device specific. They're, they're more along the, you know, parental controls and um, they're coming up with more and more things. I mean, Google with, you know, has, has some, and YouTube kids, you know, there are more things that are available for parents to protect those kids. This is, the summary statement, I think, about filters. And and also as they get a little bit older, maybe you put Bark, you know, a product called Bark on their phone, which is more of accountability. You know, it's not going to filter it, but it's going to let you know what they're looking at yeah. and who they're texting. Um, so there's a couple of things here. It's important that you have filters that you, because it shows 
by your actions hmm. that you're serious about this. Yeah. And yeah. it's not really just well, we're going to keep we're going to filter your computer. We're going to, you know, it's a family thing. So if you yes. make it a family thing, yes. We're protecting all of us. Yeah, so And good. these are the things we're doing. So uh we're not just we're not punishing them. Yeah. We're not trying to limit them. We're trying to protect all of us yeah. together yeah. as a family. And that is powerful. When you act, when you do things like that, it shows your children that you are really serious about it. So really you need both. Mm -hmm. You need the, the high tech and the low tech, right? The high tech, those filters, but they can get around them if they want and they can find ways they will find, you know, in the, Jurassic Park, life will find a way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kids will find a way. If they yeah. want it, they will find a way. So mm-hmm. you don't want them to think like this is just a fence for them to hop mm-hmm. over, try to scale and get over. You want to explain why. Yeah. Um, so we don't get to just put up the tool and then not talk? <laughs> no. Be- that actually can be, you know, that's like a challenge. That's like, hey. I'll yeah. see what I can do to get around this. And for some kids, that is the challenge yeah. that they take on. So um, I did a study about you know a couple of years ago, and it is based on the theory that kids hire pornography in order to do a job for them or several jobs. Mm. And um, this actually came from a business marketing model called the jobs to be done theory but it is so easy to apply um, to, you know, protecting kids from pornography because what you learn is that kids hire porn to do jobs for them, whether it's teaching them about sex, whether it's um, normalizing uh, child abuse, uh, whether it's uh, trying to figure out like, how, how can I grow up and be attractive to guys? For girls, you know, and there's several different jobs that mm. um, kids hire porn to do. So it's not irrational. It, it's you know, they're they're making actually rational decisions. If we don't um, give them an option, a healthy option for learning about sex, you know, and early, um, you know, one guy that we interviewed basically said. I knew that there was something that adults do. They wouldn't tell me about it. So I had to find out for myself. And he also said, um, my parents put filters on the, you know, on the computers, but they never told me why. Hmm. So I went and found out. Yeah. And he found out a way to get, get past them and, and through them. And so you know, it's just better to be open with our kids, give them an internal filter, give them the other high-tech filters, do it all. It's really a package deal. Wow. You are a gift to humanity. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you yes. for being a gift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we wrap up, I just wanted to share with the rest of our audience, because here's the thing. We actually talked about this with Kristen before we started recording, is sometimes parenting stuff is so daunting because you're like oh I need to talk to them about 
boundaries. I need to talk to them about their behavior. Oh, now I have to talk to them about sex and porn earlier than I thought. And we get overwhelmed. I'm and just like, trying to get them to clean the room. Yes. And you're like, am I going to break them? Because I did it in an inappropriate way or I said it the wrong way. Because a lot or of us. you feel guilty of your own past or yeah. your own present or your own situation. Therefore, you don't feel qualified to have conversations that, that need to be had. Yeah, That's, you might be in your own pain and shame yeah. point as well. So it's so important to know that these resources that Kristen has created come like ready to go, ready to put on your kid's bookshelf and be like just part of their nightly reading of something that you pull out. You don't have to research and read for hours and hours and figure out. You should read it first and then read it with yes, them. But. Yes, but you don't have to feel like, oh man, is this appropriate? Kristen, will you tell them actually what is the age range for the junior and then what's the age range for the original? Yeah. So the junior one is like three to six or seven. Um, a lot of that has to do with, it's just a very simple book. And we've also put in some fun little um, like cameras almost in every picture that they can look for. So that makes it really fun. They love yeah. to look for those cameras. Yeah. And I will give you a clue. The one camera that is very hard to find is in the ponytail of uh oh. so you can of the mother so you can look at that and find <laughs> it um but the other thing then the older book is for i would say seven to eleven and but I, I you know reading it with your child is it's kind of like a meta situation because the book really shows a mother being proactive and a father being proactive to talk to their child about uh, pornography and to make these analogies and to open up this conversation. So, um, and what I found really surprising, I have gotten letters from children that say, I love your book. It's my favorite book. <laughs> and um, I did not expect that. Yeah, <laughs> I knew parents would appreciate it, but I didn't expect the kids do, but they love to feel empowered. Yeah. They like to learn about their, their brains yeah. and they like to be trusted with grown up things. They do. And so they, they appreciate this. They, yeah. and kids these days, you just need to be direct with them mm -hmm. because the porn industry is not holding back. No. Yeah. You know, they're not worried about it. They yeah. want to hook your kids as soon as possible. Yeah, they do. And um, so we need to really shine a light on on pornography so that, you know, our kids won't get tangled up with it in the dark. Yeah. Uh, when we shine a light, our kids can see just how harmful it is it's and true. they can make the decision to look away and to not, you know, have those pictures in, in their brain, but to have good pictures in their brain. So last thing about talk about brain defense, because that's a new thing that you guys have created. That's not necessarily a book. Um, it's something that we're working on getting into our school where our kids go. Love for you just to kind of say, hey, here's what brain defense is about. Give us the give everybody the details on that. Yes. So brain defense is a curriculum for kids ages oh, eight to 12, and it stars the brain gang because this was built on prevention science principles. And there's a whole body of prevention science that shows how to reduce risky behaviors in children. And one of the things they found is that 
older peers are very influential on younger children. Now this age range, eight to 12, is when kids often get into pornography. And I, in fact, I don't think I've met anybody as an adult that told me that they were addicted to pornography or had been addicted to pornography that said, oh yeah, I found it at age 15. Yeah. Like yeah. most of them You're find right. it between eight and 12, sometimes five. I mean, yeah. I have one of the people telling me that they used to rip out pictures from the lingerie catalogs and stick yeah. it under his Thomas the Train wow. set at five and six. So we think that kids can't be like curious about these things because they haven't gone through puberty. That's wrong. But anyway, back to brain defense. <laughs> so this really is based upon it's it's uh, their videos and there's a brain book, a student workbook. There's um, there's also an instructor manual. So we give you a script. So whether you're a parent teaching this in the home or a teacher in the classroom, we give you a simple script. The videos do all the heavy lifting, but then the workbook comes in to have the child apply the principles that they learned in the video. But also if they have a question, they have spaces to write out that question. So the two go right. hand in hand, the videos and the workbook. Um, and we also have con continue the conversation boosters because we really do believe in continuing that conversation. We have also uh, built uh, some religious, some faith-based supplements that go along that bring in a faith aspect. Uh, good pictures, bad pictures is faith neutral, but, um, and we have it in so many different languages, including um, Chinese and Arabic, wow. right? So it, it's, it's faith neutral because I know that parents can teach their children their own faith. Yeah. Um, but what they have a hard time is talking about pornography. So <laughs> uh, brain defense is really an open and go and a uh, program. Great. And it's, it's just fun. The kids, there's humor. We actually had a comedy writer write the scripts. Awesome. So they're fun. And, uh, I'll tell you, you need every tool that you can get. I love when parents talk to their kids, when pastors or religious leaders talk to their kids, when teachers talk to their kids about this. But when an older peer yeah. talks to your child about this, um, that is also just one more very strong voice. And kids listen yeah, to their yeah. older peers. Totally. So we've taken all of that and put that together and, um, so yeah, check it out, braindefense.org. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. We're so grateful. Even when I told my third grader about it, our eight-year-old, he was like, my whole school needs this because they, you also tackle like screen addiction. And he was like, my whole grade is addicted to screens. And he's like, screens are dumb. I don't want to be addicted to a screen. And so he was <laughs> so excited about it. So it's teaching them, like you said, they want to be equipped and empowered and know like yeah. they can be part of the conversation. It's great stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just about porn. It's about healthy tech habits, yeah. how to be a good digital citizen so that you can be a good friend and have good friends and be happier. And then, you know, we also talk about pornography because pornography will rob children yeah. and addict them. And we want kids to know that there are there are kids out there that say, nope, not going to do that. Not going to go for yeah. that. I'm going to live my life free 
of pornography. Oh, I love That's great. it. Thank you so well, much. Well, listen, folks, the, the links to her website, to the, the books, the go buy them. Buy 10 of them and give them to every friend you have that has kids. Um, yeah, so important. This is probably, in my opinion, maybe it's just because it's relevant to our age. It feels like one of the one of, if not the most important message right now for our generation. So all of the links to all of her stuff is going to be down in the show notes right below. You can click, go there, look at what they do. They have a ton of free resources they provide on their website as well. So go check that stuff out. Yeah. Kristen, thank you, thank you, thank you for thank doing this so with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing. <laughs> Let's much. talk about it. Thanks yeah. for talking about <laughs> Let's it. Talk about it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to learn more and check out all of our awesome content, be sure to head to our website at moralrevolution.com and our socials, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. But before you leave, don't forget to like, review, subscribe, all of the things. We want you guys to come back and join us. We enjoyed having you. See you next time.